<laughs> Back at it again, episode three of Easy Conversations podcast. I want to say, first and foremost, thanks a lot to every single person who listened to the last podcast featuring my boy, Notorious D.I.G., <laughs> Derek Gregoire. Shout out to you. Now we're on to episode three. I got my boy here, Gus. What's up? Hey, what's good to the people? Yo, I'm just happy to be here. I've been a fan since day one, my EP guy. one. And uh, yeah, we're going to talk about hip hop, rap, the state of it, how it changed, and how I got into it, how Eric got into it. It's going to be great. So you just stole a couple of my lines. It's all good. <laughs> <laughs> we're just going to roll with it. Um, so yeah, like you said, we're going to talk about where hip hop is today compared to when we both started listening to it, which I think was at different times. We'll talk about, we'll start off with uh, how did you get into hip hop? Um, I started really young. My uncle used to babysit me and every day he would drive me somewhere, but in his car, there was this Tupac CD. I don't remember which one specifically, but I think it was the first deluxe CD ever released. All Eyes on music. Me. There you go. Man, All Eyes on album. Me. And that's what got me into hip hop. Like I was listening to the album over and over again. And I guess Tupac was my like intro to hip hop. Yeah. And from there you had obviously Biggie and then NWA when I went, to, I went a little bit back. And ever since then, hip hop has been my thing. Do you remember how old you were when you found out about Tupac? Uh, I think I was seven or eight years old oh, when man, I first okay. started listening. Yeah. So real early. <laughs> Me, it was like 15, 14, 15. D- my boy Cameron put me on to DJ Khaled. <laughs> DJ Khaled. The old school songs. Like I'm <laughs> out here grinding. We taking over. I'm so hood. Um, go hard no. way before most people didn't know DJ Khaled. He had yeah, yeah. like Lil Wayne on almost every big song. Rick Ross too. Well, Lil Wayne was my favorite rapper back in the day, and like those songs got me into other artists. Like especially, Lil Wayne was my favorite by far, and I'd listen to everything like Dedications, The Carters, The Droughts, Lil Wayne. Yeah. Well, DJ Khaled had the anthems. Like, yeah, he did. Everybody 100%. can tell you the every track he released during that era was amazing Bangers, but, for sure. yeah but more about Lil Wayne I think that guy during that time period single-handedly saved hip-hop he kept it in the mainstream he kept it relevant and I think there was a point where if your uh, song didn't have Lil Wayne featuring on it it was gonna get played it's true he was yeah. in a way kind of like Quavo today in the sense <laughs> that like he's on he was on almost every single pop single exactly, as yeah. well and now that's Quavo and we'll yeah. get into him later later <laughs> on there um, definitely yeah but yeah, okay, back to Tupac, actually. Okay. All Eyes on Me. I have that album on yeah. vinyl. So good. It's like one of the best hip-hop albums, in my opinion. Yeah. Like, considering how long it is, too. Mm-hmm. Like, um, Got My Mind Made Up. I don't know if you remember that song. That's a good one. With like yeah. Method Man, Red Man. Oh, exactly. I mean, there's just so many iconic tracks on that album. But I think what was important about it was it defined who Tupac was in this time period. And Tupac had this thing about him when he got mad on the track. You got mad. True. And yeah. he would say something emotional. You got emotional. It was a very powerful thing. And I feel like I wish I could have been part of that time period. Like I, I could imagine like maybe a, concert, a Tupac concert could be like yeah, the most craziest experience ever. And if I had a time machine, yeah. the first thing I would do <laughs> oh, yeah. was probably go see a Tupac concert. And True. then maybe, you know, kill Hitler. That's a solid. <laughs> Second, though. Tupac concert first, for exactly. sure. Yeah, no, that would be crazy for yeah. sure. Especially how, like, raw hip-hop was back then. Do you have a favorite Tupac album by any chance? 
It's definitely all eyes on me. All eyes on me. That yeah. was definitely the oh, well, it's my debut, right? To True, the your debut, yeah. So that was definitely the one I've listened to the most. But in terms of albums, I don't think I've ever listened to this whole discography. No, okay. it's way too long. But in, in terms of songs, obviously those changes that yeah. was on repeat for so long as a kid, all through high school too, and hit them up for me. Yeah, that was a it's sick probably song. the best Tupac song. Or one of the best ever made. Yeah. Obviously the best diss track ever made. Yeah. And I feel like the Haji screaming, you know, forget Biggie, forget all of them, you know, West Coast. And you have no idea what that is <laughs> when you're a kid. It's but, true. you know, the intensity, it brought you with it. Definitely. Me neither. I haven't heard all of his albums, okay. but everyone, a lot of rappers cite him as one of the best. And that's one of the things nowadays that a lot of rappers like you're hearing them say like these little kids like little zen little pump i can't even keep up and it's out <laughs> of hand with all these rappers. rappers they're literally saying like oh yeah tupac's music is trash and that just goes oh, or wow. i've never heard anything by tupac yeah. that just goes to show that there's a disconnect really with what hip hop used to be is like respecting the veterans that yeah. brought them in the new the newer wave into the game and now it's not the same at all it's like anyone like i could record music basically and Anyways, well, um, <laughs> well, maybe, maybe, but I think it's like a double-edged sword, you know? The way that hip-hop has grown so much, it's diversified. Everybody can get into it now. You just have to have your own sound. Okay. And in terms of that, you have some you have great things happening, like J. Cole and stuff like that. They're releasing stuff on their own, independent, when they started, mm. and it was amazing. And the other edge of that would probably be things like Lil Xan and stuff like that, where they found an audience where they don't have to be serious or anything. They don't have to respect hip hop, but right. they're still, you know, still producing music. So is that necessarily a bad thing? I mean, no one's forcing us to listen to them. It's true. But as they grow more popular, hip hop is going to be forced to change towards that direction. And that may affect the entire game. Okay, yeah, no, that's a good point for sure. We're not forced to listen. To them. I don't listen to them. That's the thing. I'm, yeah. I, I'm not really one to judge because I haven't heard these new rappers really like Takashi Six Nine. Oh like, my god, no. XX Tension, whatever his yeah, name yeah. is. I tr I tried to listen to a few of his songs. They're just too depressing for me. Yeah, but you, there's you. an audience there, though, right? Some people do like clearly like it. Exactly. So you know, live and let live. I guess it's true, yeah. man. I, I judge too much. <laughs> ruthless that's why they call me easy -E, <laughs> another thing i wanted to talk to you about is the three new kings you mentioned j cole yeah. and his come up his mixtapes were so good oh i feel like God. the warm-up the um, come up um the word does the warm-up those are still uh, also friday night lights yeah okay friday night lights yeah. sweet tapes and then Okay, so I'll just say it now. The three new kings of hip-hop you got, everyone talks about Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole are above everyone else for like the new mm -hmm, wave mm -hmm. of kids, of um, great rappers. Yeah. Now there's going to be, now Drake, Kendrick, and J. Cole have been around for a long time. Like Drake's been around for 10 years now. Yeah, it's like... He's been big for 10 years now. Kendrick, since Good Kid, Mad City, really big, right? 2012. Mm -hmm. Section 80 a bit too, yeah. Yeah. True, such yeah. a great album, <laughs> but he like I think Good Kid, Mad City put him on another exactly stratosphere of greatness. You know, Section Eight is an amazing album, and then you got J Cole. Now, in my opinion, I think J Cole with his last two albums has kind of distanced himself 
for the worst from those two, as in since 2014, mm-hmm. Four Still Drive, there hasn't been any musical progression in those two albums. This KOD that just came out on Friday, yeah, yeah. there's been a steady drop. So you think he regressed? Big time regressed. And I don't know if he's worthy of being in that same, like Category. on that same mantle okay. of Kendrick and Drake's greatness. Um, I'll definitely talk about J. Cole and his evolution as a rapper. Um, like you said, you, you mentioned the mixtapes, and that was incredible. Like, the first time you listen to those mixtapes, you're like, who is this guy? Yeah. How come I haven't heard of him yet? Like, he's gonna go somewhere. You knew from the get-go, this guy's gonna go somewhere. And then he released, he released his first album, and you're like, wait a minute. This is pop. This is... Okay, agreed. This is not J. Cole. This is not the Friday Night Lights. This is not the Come Up. This is totally different and i was disappointed at first definitely same 100 percent. and i think he realized this too like album after album after that first intro album he started to change the style a bit go back to what he did during the mixtapes yeah. but you know he still has to sell some albums still has to sell some copies so always that pop feeling in the songs until i feel force hill drive yeah i feel like this is that was his best album in terms of project and he found a good balance between the pop feel, the mainstream feel, the to appeal to people, and like his own lyrical, you know, side of things. And some bangers. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. He had it all. I think that's yeah. the, his best album. That album opinion. was perfect to me. Yeah. And after that, I think he just, like you said, regressed. Yeah. He totally let go of any of the mainstream appeal. He just wanted to do concept albums, what he was thinking. Yeah. And, you know, try to change the style up a bit. And I don't think we agree with it. I don't think we like it on his latest album. I think I like the themes he tried to approach. Like, I like the concept. I think he was trying to, like, um, tackle addiction in hip-hop. Yeah. So where it was lust, sex, love, drugs, and how it affects the mainstream rappers, popularity, and stuff like that. And I feel like that was a great idea. The concept was great. It started off great. Like the intro was kind of weird, but the yeah. first track. You, you know, can always move past the first track. Yeah. I think that's a write off in my exactly. opinion. The first track might go. But on. then, like, song after song, this guy, this is just boring. Yeah. <laughs> it's just straight up boring. And straight up boring. People that don't like J. Cole, that never liked J. Cole, would probably tell you this. A long time ago, yeah. that J. Cole was boring. And I never agreed with that sentiment. I always thought like he had his own style and it was captive and I always loved it. But it's the first album I can say, yeah, this this is really boring. This is boring. <laughs> the thing is, too, I saw him in concert at Oshiega and he was super funny. Like he has a personality. Show it on the track, guy. Like, <laughs> Definitely. It's true. This album was boring. In terms of like you like you said, the concept, it's a good idea what he tried to do. Poorly delivered, in my opinion, <laughs> and the production just redundant. Okay. It looks like he did all those beats like with one hand tied on his back, <laughs> like, just to like loop it and then rap over it. And I don't know, man. I, I agree with everything you said. This album, uh, I thought this could be like a bit of a comeback because do, can you name me one song off his last album off the top that's a memorable track? <sighs> Definitely not. Definitely not. I know there's a couple lines, some almond milk or something like that, <laughs> but. <laughs> No, I think he got too full of himself. And he knows like he doesn't have to have any mainstream appeal anymore. J. Cole fans are stands. Those yeah, guys will sure. buy a J. Cole album no matter what. 
it's allowed allowed him to be more creative, mm-hmm. but in the sense too creative, too, too much fault, too much freedom is sometimes a bad thing. Yeah, and we saw definitely. with the last two albums. It's true because like with most rappers, come up you got you trying to prove yourself, yeah. and for the most part, your first few albums are gonna be your better ones because you're it's a fresh sound. Mm-hmm. Um, You've still got a lot to prove, and then, like you said, you get comfortable. You can you can afford to be creative, man. In this case, detrimental. He's so creative. <laughs> Disaster. And, ugh, yeah. I don't know. I don't know where J Cole's gonna go from here. Like a Kendrick collab album would hurt Kendrick at this point <laughs> because working with J Cole would not and not that Kendrick has a big personality on a mm. track either. He's just so lyrical, and he is. His in his creative songwriting approach, it just works because he switches it up a lot with his exactly. what he does with his voice, mm-hmm. the sounds he experiments with. It just works. I mean, Kendrick is on another level right now. I feel his best album was Good Kid, Mad City, in my opinion. But every album he released afterwards was just it was something new. It was something different. He never did something that was the same. Mm-hmm. And I feel like everybody that listens to Kendrick has their own favorite album, and you can't go wrong. And another artist I want to mention is uh, Kanye West. Okay. Definitely. He was a guy with um, his first three albums were basically the same, just like sequels of one another. True. And then he released 808s. And everyone was like, 808s? What is this? This is garbage. This is true. This is not the Kanye West I'm used to. But I think that was one of the most important albums in rap, in the modern rap game. Why? Because... It announced to everyone you didn't have to do gangster rap or the classical rap type of beat or type of songs to be popular. Yeah. To make waves in the rap game. And because of 808s, it allowed people like Drake and J. Cole eventually to come in. And they didn't have to be aggressive. They didn't have to be hard. You didn't have to be like the next 50 Cent. You just have to be yourself, authentic. Yeah. And I feel like J. Cole, with his new album, he's trying to be creative, trying to make that new sound and saying, hey... We don't have to be doing this uh, trap music all the time. We don't yeah. have to be doing those that mumble rapping all the time. You can be real. You can be yourself. But I don't think after hearing that album, it's going to work out the same way. Yeah. I don't see this album having little to... I can't see this album having little to any impact <laughs> on the rap game going forward. Like, no one's going to look back and be like, Oh, wow. KOD, Remember that, that one? <laughs> the, these, like, branches of new artists. Like, uh, no way. It's 808, 100% yeah. though. It's true. Like, Drake, Kid Cudi. Yeah. Um, I'm sure there's others there, like Travis Scott, to a certain degree. A bunch of those artists, for sure. And probably like Young Thug, Future, yeah. singing it, rappers, right? It could be soft. There's nothing wrong yeah. with being soft on the beat anymore. It's true, yeah. actually. 808s equals Drake, basically. Like that <laughs> exactly. album, Heartbreak. Heartbreak yeah. Drake. Pretty sure that was one of the mixtapes. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it's true. Um Moving past J. Cole now, mm-hmm. I just want to make, like, I, I tried listening to this album three times, actually. How did you manage? I didn't. Times. I didn't. <laughs> that's the short answer. Okay. Um, I didn't listen to the whole album. I mm. couldn't get through. I got to, like, track eight, I think, is the mm. farthest I got. Because I have a um, theory that by your third song in the album, if the listener isn't hooked, you're out. Like that's not a great album. I feel yeah. like your first song and okay, third could be the fourth song because I like I said the first song is a write off. It could yeah, either yeah. be an actual good song or just someone speaking. Like in Damn mm-hmm. Kendrick's album, yeah. it's just a little skit. So I don't count that as a song. Just gonna list off the first three songs. You got DNA, 
banger. Exactly. Just gets the people <laughs> going. Like, you're hyped listening to this song. And then, yeah, which at the first time I heard it, I was like, yeah, it's okay. But in my opinion, it grows on you. Then Elements, mm-hmm. just sweet song. Exactly. But that was a great project from beginning to end. And, yeah, J. Cole... I don't know what he was thinking. Those first three tracks are just terrible. But the last one, I forgot his name. Maybe the, you have it on it with you. The last song of the album or the fourth song, if you're going off my theory that I just <laughs> um, outlined? The last one. The last one on the album. Okay, I didn't get there. 1985? <laughs> 1985? Intro to the fall off is what yes, it's Yes, this is where he talks about the mumble rappers. Okay. And I think that's the best song on it, the it, album. I heard the last, the yeah. first and last are good songs. Because KOD, like the song KOD it isn't is that great. bad. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I liked it. And the last song, okay. the fall of the... I'll check it out. Yeah. It was a great song by itself. And I wish I could remove it from the album. Because oh, I don't want it to be associated with KOD at all. <laughs> I wish it could have been like a segue to another project, but yeah, it's true. That hurts actually. It's true. Like if you're stashing a a great song on the at the till the end of your project, like if someone like me who's skeptical about J Cole going in, you're not gonna hear this song. <laughs> exactly. Now I'll check it out because yeah. you said it, but I never would have known. You know what I'm saying so. But yeah, my three-song theory, I think it's yeah, pretty good. Definitely. Um, in my opinion, the third song your album must be the best song. The best song? The third one? Yes, because like I said, okay, the first song, right off, could go either yeah. way. Second song, like, could be could have a feature on there. Because I feel like your first song can't have a feature. In my opinion, it's just you. You're introducing mm-hmm. the listener to the definitely. album. This is me. Second song, good song. Third song, my opinion, best song. Because by this point, you kind of an idea of where the album's going sonically and like what the themes are. Definitely. Third song has to be catchy and just a good song. Like I could list off albums right now. My theory just works. I don't know what to say. (laughs) Um, The math, it works out. Okay, not always there, but that's why I have a stack of albums there. In my opinion, like your first three songs have to be captivating, right? Because you can Mm -hmm. win or lose listeners by that point. So Sarah, who's... Um, spectating right now just picked up one of my favorite albums rodeo by travis oh, scott his best album by far 100 percent, i agree so pornography amazing intro in my opinion yeah. oh my this side like that's my favorite off the album it's the second song so it kind of defies my whole theory <laughs> and it's still a great song and then 3500 okay. which is a banger so if you're into that sound by the third song you're listening to the whole album exactly i think i partially agree with you by the third song the artist has to set up his album you have to have an idea where it's going, yeah. the sound, and if you want to keep going or not. By the third song, you're like, do I want to keep listening to this album or is this a wash? Yeah. And I think, yeah, you're right. A great album needs to have his listeners captivated by the third song. I don't know if it works every time. <laughs> no, we'll find but... out. <laughs> going forward, you'll, you'll remember <laughs> exactly. this, I hope. Yeah. But yeah, no, not all. Like Some albums are constructed differently. Like we got Because the Internet here also, which is a... A strange album by Childish Gambino. I love that album personally. Definitely. Oh, that uh, what's the song? Um, sweatpants, definitely. Sweatpants, banger. I think that's the third track, song yeah. actually. Let's uh, pull <laughs> it up. It? Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay, well, I'm pretty sure. Hold on. I think you got me. You set me up. Childish Gambino. <laughs> <set me up. laughs> uh, no, it's World Star. Oh. Which is like, that's a, yeah. But also, hold up. The first song is a write-off because. It's like a six-second clip of just like a coin falling. So that's not even a song. <laughs> there, well, yeah, there you but go. Sweatpants is also up. not the third song, the fourth <laughs> song. So it's close enough. Man, anyways, that's just something I noticed. Like a lot of my favorite albums, 
my the third song is actually my favorite. It just oh, lined yeah. up perfectly. Yeah. Like and the other Travis Scott album, Birds in the Trap, Sing McKnight is coordinates. That's my favorite song on the album. I don't know, it just works. <laughs> the first four on that album are amazing. Well, um, hopefully it works out. I want to be able to say, hey, I was there when the, <laughs> the three song theory was developed <laughs> by Eric. <laughs> Hey, who knows, man? <laughs> but yeah. So another thing I wanted to ask you about or talk to you about mm-hmm. is just Atlanta rap. I don't know if you watched the show Atlanta. Oh, I've heard a bunch of good things about it. I've never watched it. It's a it. really good show. Yeah. And they really talk about, not explicitly, but it's implied how Atlanta formed a lot. Well, their sound from the rap, in the rap game, how it developed and how, how different it is from the past like early 2000s mm-hmm. where it developed and where it's at now actually it started with outcast i guess if you're yeah. being like really politically correct i guess <laughs> and i actually read gucci Mane's autobiography i heard that book was amazing amazing book wow. strongly recommend <laughs> i crushed it in four days are you serious yeah it's so wow. good man you know someone helped gucci Obviously. write it but it's just it's his story right it's a personal way of writing it as well. Like you can okay. tell that he wrote it, but yeah, it was really good. Anyways, so how it started off from like trapping, right? At the Atlanta sound was from like guys like Ti, exactly. Young Jeezy, Gucci Mane, literally yeah. like drug dealers rapping at the same as well exactly. and rapping about what they were doing in the streets and how now and not that this is for the worst that it's changed a lot from. There's a lot of different rappers coming out of Atlanta. Like you got Young Thug who's singing and who I've completely changed my opinion. I used to be very skeptical of, of. and who knows, maybe down the road, I'll be, I'll be listening to these guys that I just roasted in the first like, five <laughs> minutes. Yeah, but you got a lot of guys like that, like future too. I was also, I thought wrote off as a one hit wonder with uh, Tony Montana. Okay. Oh, that was their intro to future. That was it. Yeah. Well, that was the first song I okay, heard okay. of his. Yeah. But, Were um, you uh, in early on on future? <laughs> um, Turn off the lights was my intro to future. Okay. And that was a banger. Yeah. I think it was, it, yeah. And I think it defined future as the guy that could that was that could sing mm-hmm. on the beat. And I think after that track came out, I was looking for that sound. I kept looking for that song, that that type of sound, and I couldn't find it. And I think it was it defined future as a unique artist in the rap game. I don't think anybody can do what future does no, right definitely. now. In terms of singing and then rapping and singing again, maybe on the same track even. It's yeah. great that way. And in terms of Atlanta rap, yeah. I think big credit to Gucci Mane for what he's doing. He kept Atlanta on the map. In terms of finding new artists like Migos and stuff like that, and in terms of just releasing projects, the guy's a workaholic. Like maniac. 70 mixtapes and like <laughs> exactly. 20 albums. It's crazy. The how man much was in works. jail and new albums yeah. are coming out. I know. Out. Like three albums in the same day. <laughs> yeah, I know. And Gucci is actually someone I never took seriously, to be honest. I thought his music, I he had a few hits on the radio, like Lemonade. Yeah. That was one of the first songs I heard by him, like Wasted, um, Haterade. I don't know if you know that song with Nicki Minaj. I, was, I definitely agree with you. When I first heard Gucci Mane, I was like, what was this? This is garbage. Uh, I can't listen to this stuff. And I think that was my first intro to trap music, too. And Gucci, yeah. I didn't like it at all. I thought, like, this is not rap. This is not the Tupac of days old. This is not Kanye West. It's not Jay-Z or Nas. This is not hip-hop. And I feel like as I grew older, I started to understand the sound. I started to understand that hip-hop 
can have different sound, different meanings. It doesn't have to be the same. There's a diversity to it. And if when you can appreciate the diversity of hip hop, I think you can appreciate the diversity of life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> no, it's true yeah, though. Yeah. I a hundred percent agree because yeah. me too migos actually when they came out same thing with future i was like these guys aren't gonna last like i heard versace because drake hopped on there exactly, right yeah. became a hit like game these guys this is their one hit wonder and never in a million years did i think i'd become a like look at me rocking a <laughs> culture shirt as we speak migos um, blew up and i think they're partially also responsible for the new age of rappers and how they come up to in the sense the sense of social media it's really helping new rappers just becoming known. If you can use social media, you don't need a label to back you. You don't need uh, a huge artist to put you on. You just have to have your sound, put it out. People are going to listen to it and eventually be approached by somebody or something yeah. to launch your career. So in that respect, Migos, something else. They've, those mixtapes are amazing. They put themselves on. And I think are they si- they're signed with Gucci right now, right? Or no, something like that. Where they're, are they signed uh, with? Are they, st- are they still independent? No, quality control. Quality control. Yeah. But I don't think that's not a major yeah, label. Yeah, it's not. Though. And I think props to them. They've, they've done incredible work. Yeah. Um, thoughts on Culture 2? Culture 2. Start off with the negative. The okay. huge negative for me is too long. Yeah, it was too long. I felt like at a point is they made a track and like you know what, put it on an album, put it on the album. And at the end, the sound was it sounded like a collection album, like a just a collection of songs you just yeah. put on the album. There's definitely some good tracks for me. Um, Notice me Notice was me. the highlight for Shout me. Out Posty, <laughs> yeah, just... Post Malone, but also uh, was it Takeoff? Well, yeah, they're all on there. Like, all the Migos take, are on the song. But take Takeoff's part. Yeah, his verse. I feel sick. he definitely killed You've it. You've been an OG Takeoff <laughs> fan. I remember yeah. when we were talking about like when Culture came out. You, you said Takeoff no. was your favorite before, and now every, a lot, of, a lot more people are saying are noticing it, now. it too now. Noticing it. Man. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Yeah, <laughs> take, <of> that verse. <laughs> takeoff, I think, is definitely the best of the trio. The most. Lyrically impressive, and his voice just captivates. True, he has a unique voice for sure, and his flow, he spazzes. Mm -hmm. It's true that like Quavo definitely is. It's getting oversaturated all his features, (laughs) and he knows the formula that works, and he just like rinse and repeats kind Mm -hmm. of thing, you know. Rinse, dry, and repeat. I believe. No one talks about the other guy though. Offset. Offset. I like Offset though. You like Offset? He's my favorite one. Offset. Set. (laughs) You know, guys just winning. (laughs) Barty. But yeah, <laughs> no, they're the three of them are killing it right yeah, now, definitely. right? Um, I don't know if there's gonna be a culture three, probably to be honest, just to bank off like the. In my, I still like culture two, even though it was too long. I'd scrap three songs. I like all the other songs. Okay, okay. easily look upable, but I know I flooded. If you remember that song, not a fan at all. Um, the last song isn't great. Culture <laughs> national anthem. And I don't listen to it anymore though. I'm like that's the difference between the two. I find it definitely because it's longer. But Culture One I listened to from the day it dropped to the day Culture Two came out. Definitely, I think Culture Two went out of the rotation very early in its life. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I listen to it anymore. I think I actually go back to Culture more often 
just listen to a few tracks, but Culture 2 is definitely out of the rotation. And in terms of projects, it's probably one of the weakest ones, I feel, from Migos. It was still good, and there's still some notable tracks. Yeah. But... Some noticeable tracks. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah. Um, Huncho Jack. I remember you weren't a oh, huge fan when it man. came up. But did, it, did it not grow on you a little? It did, I guess not. <laughs> it definitely did not grow on me. I think that was... Uh, Quavo's FOD. <laughs> what does that mean? Um, oh, it was the Jiggle album. Oh, KOD. KOD, okay, FOD. I, I don't know. It's it yeah, it definitely Quavo's uh, KOD. Okay. In terms of, he tried something new, a different sound with uh, Travis Scott, and it just didn't work out. Uh, there's no good tracks. There's nothing I liked about that album. Nothing. There was oh absolutely my God, nothing. Man. I heard it two times all the way through, and I was like, "Yo, this is done." That's not I'm a no. okay. My my God, that's the first thing on Instagram. <laughs> that's fine. I can tell. Good. I can tell by looking at you. <laughs> we're gonna have a disagreement here. Woo! <laughs> that's all good, man. Uh, we're all entitled <laughs> to our opinions. Um, I love that album personally. I think there's only like two weak songs. But um, I hope they do another project together, personally. Because I think yeah. going into the album, I, I can't say this to let down because I love the album. Yeah. But coming off, the first collab I'd heard with Travis and Quavo was Oh My This Side. Yeah, definitely. And that was amazing. That's an amazing song. Yeah. And I thought the album would be more songs like that. Which, that's like a five and a half minute song. So more ambitious songs. I think they just knew, like, they had their formula. Like, this works, we'll just make... Yeah. They are repetitive songs. I still love them. Like they know that it works. Right? They can afford to just make songs like that. But if they do another album together, I hope they try to get. And then again, saying get more creative, it could become a KOD. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, right now Quavo just feels like he can do whatever he wants. He's definitely oversaturated. You're using him too much, everywhere, and his sound is just becoming annoying. Because okay, it's, he's everywhere. It's a strong. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you need to switch it up a bit. You okay. know, maybe give more uh, roles to Offset. <laughs> yeah, it, uh, his album with um, Twenty One Savage was amazing. In my yeah, opinion. I don't and, listen to it anymore, but it was really good when it dropped. And it's the stuff he's doing with Cardi B. I don't know if you listened to the Cardi B's album, Invasion of Privacy. I didn't. You didn't? No. Oh, surprisingly good. That's what I heard, actually. I came into that album thinking, okay, you can have Bodak Yellow and a bunch of fillers, you know, try to cash in on Cardi B's new popularity. Yeah. But there was a, that album had a theme. It wasn't just a collection of songs, and it was a pretty powerful album in terms of uh, a new sound and a message. It was basically a, a, little, a little feminist, I would say, yeah. but... I don't know, like, you were listening to that music, and when she got mad, you got mad, you oh, know? Man. Like, the same way we say we're... Cardi B the new Tupac. <laughs> no one knows, you know? <laughs> I got the female Tupac. Yeah. And I think that led to the great debate between uh, me and some of my friends. My sister, my girlfriend, is uh, <laughs> Nicki Minaj or Cardi B. Who's yeah, going to be... That's what people are saying, though, right? I think... What are you saying? I'm saying after that Cardi B album... I'm definitely picking Cardi B's side. I think Nicki Minaj is strong. Is at her strongest when she's featuring on the track. Mm-hmm. Her solo albums are always, you know, letdowns for me. But when she can feature on something, she just she can snap she, for she sure. Snaps like monster, obviously a monster, classic. Yeah. That's the breakout yeah. right there. But Cardi B, I think her project is something that's probably gonna come back on rotation for a long time. And definitely, I went to the club 
not too long ago, and Cardi B's songs come on, and everybody loses their minds. You know, so she's huge right she's now. She's huge right now, definitely. Um, Nicki Minaj, does she have two or three albums? Just looking it up right now, because it's true. I, I remember three. Okay, the Pink Prince. Yeah, I don't know. I think she's <laughs> working on another album. She's right gonna, now, she's definitely gonna have to bounce back to show people that in that Cardi B Nicki uh, Nicki debate that she is the true queen. You know? Ah, definitely. So she released a few songs on Instagram not too long ago. Uh, they're kind of good. They're kind of good. Yeah. Um, what's his name? The comedian Kevin Hart did a little uh, a little joke with it on Instagram, and I was like, oh, that put me on Nicki Minaj. <laughs> Okay, now I'm just looking at her songs going back in the day. And Nikki actually, she now I'm remembering she had some good songs. Like "Moment for Life" was good. Check it out was pretty good. Um, what else? Starships. Bees uh, in the trap. See, like songs like Starship, they're good, but they're, that was it's pop, pop music. It's pop. That was sure, pop music. Sure. Yeah. Agreed. I felt like Starship, like Katy Perry, could have made that song. <laughs> <laughs> That's true for sure. I'm not a huge Nicki fan. I'm just saying, going through, like, <laughs> Anaconda. I don't even remember how that song goes, to be honest. That song I thought was a joke for the longest time. <laughs> I don't know. Nicki Minaj had to definitely fell off for me. And I'm going to get a lot of hate from Nicki Minaj fans, but good thing I don't have an Instagram. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Cardi, I'll, I'll check it out for sure. Do you have... Out of the albums that have came out in 2018, do you have a favorite one so far? 2018 right now has been slow. Has been very slow in terms of projects coming out. I don't feel like I have one that's my favorite. And in the sense, like, we both know coming in June, that's when the the heavy hitters are coming. Yeah, Yeah, well, I don't know if you heard Kanye album and Kanye and Kid Cudi in June. I know. And Pusha T's coming out too. And when I heard that news, I'm like, okay, let me wait yeah, until at least June sure, to get sure. my mind off for the whole year. Okay. I'm still listening to the albums of 2017, to be honest. That was a really strong year in terms of hip-hop. Jay-Z, 444 for me, was the album of the year for 2017. Yeah. It was amazing. I think individually, the songs are not that special. But when they, when they put them together, the project, the themes, it's exploring, obviously, is in the infidelity with uh, Beyonce yeah. and his family. Being a new dad, it was definitely something else. And I think that project is one of his best. Okay. One of his best. And it was very different. I loved it from beginning to end. Definitely album of the year for me. Album of the year, okay. Past Damn, I know. People are going to be upset. Past Culture, I know you're going to be upset. But yeah, 4.44. Yeah. No, I've, I don't know. I, I like the album too. I listened to it a few times. Um, not... For me, other than Story of OJ, which is an amazing song. <laughs> Dumbo. Not enough <laughs> not enough replay value for me. The, um, that's the thing is, that album, I think, was a project to take in the entire thing. You can't just go back to a few songs and be like, oh, I, I love this song. Yeah. Except for like Story of OJ, of course. But obviously, it's something you listen from beginning to end. And you take it in. You take in the whole thing. Not just a few songs at a time, you know what I mean. So it's definitely hard to replay a whole album, mm-hmm. like an hour or something. So I understand your point. Um, what was for you? For you though, for you, me, twenty eighteen. Dan, oh, twenty eighteen for me. But did you listen to Flatbush Zombies album? Flatbush Zombies, I definitely listened to it. Yeah. What did you think? Okay, let me start off by saying 
before Eric messaged me about this, I had no clue when it came to Flatbush Zombies music. I knew who they were, never really paid attention to the music. And then Eric messaged me saying, hey, album of the year. And I was like, wait a minute. Are you talking about 2017 too or 2018? But uh, let me start off the positives okay. of what I thought about it. The production is insane. Like when it comes to the beats, like the first thing I did after hearing the first five songs was like, who, who's making these songs? Like yeah. who's making these beats? And it's all produced in-house. What I mean yeah. is they're not buying these songs off Metro Booming or something. No, it's all, it's one of the three, there are three yeah. members in the group. It's all the... Eric, the architect. And to me, that's that was insane. Like, the production is insane. Lyrically, those guys are get gifted. They can rap, and yeah. they go in. Now the negatives. <laughs> Here we go. The negatives. <laughs> um, The song, I feel, not the song, I should say, but the albums. The album doesn't have a general theme. Like, maybe you don't agree, I don't know. But at the end of the album, if you ask me what it was about... Mm-hmm. I couldn't tell you. Did you listen to the whole thing? I it's a to, long album. It's a so really long album. Shout like out to you Almost for 20 songs. I listened to it three times. Yeah. Just to get a good uh, Really? Idea. Oh my Just God. to get a good wow. idea of it. But yeah, I think if someone were to ask me what it was about, I couldn't answer you. And to me, for album to make it to album of the year status, you need to have a theme. It needs to be about something. Um, I felt like a lot of the songs in the middle were repetitive. Mm-hmm. In the sense, like, it felt like you didn't know where one song ended and one song started. It was, like, the same flow carrying over from song okay. to song. I think near the end, they started switching it up a bit. I have a list of, like, top five songs for the album. I don't have it on me okay. right now. But definitely, I feel up to now, it is the best album of 2018. Okay. Nice. But it's because the competition is exactly basically Cardi B. Yeah. <laughs> so. And those two albums came on the same day, too. <laughs> wow, really? I didn't yeah. know. And yeah, like, I definitely feel like it's something I would listen to again. Yeah. I really love those guys. Thank you for putting me on, oh, by the way, Eric. <laughs> the way I would define their sound is like if the underachievers had a mutant You know baby, the underachievers? Because yeah, they're actually, they're friends, those two groups. Really? Like, they know each other. They sound a lot alike. It's like if the underachievers had a mutant baby with like Tech 9 or something. <laughs> so yeah, like three Tech 9s. <laughs> on underachiever like like beats and it was definitely interesting i like to have like their own sound it's not something i usually listen to but you know definitely from now on i want to keep okay. a close eye on that all right well no that's a good uh, yeah. analysis of the album yeah. i've known them for a few years okay. now and their first this is their second album the first one it got a lot of hate because it wasn't true like their mixtapes and how okay. a lot of that's how it goes like they didn't go pop or anything but it's, it's just it's crazy how that's true for so many artists it like, is people go in thinking oh it's gonna be like their mixtapes but then i think like there's this pressure when it comes to releasing an album to that's make something special to make something different they don't want to make it something people have already heard before but that's what people want you know yeah. they're your fans for a reason they like your sound so stay true to yourself yeah and I think on this one, they did go back to okay. what made them popular is them. Although there's a different, a lot of, I thought there was a lot of variety on the album okay, actually, okay. cause it's all the same guy who produced everything and you showcase his skills on, he can make, there's a trap beat. The song with mm-hmm. Jada kiss is fire. Oh, Jada kiss. I was surprised. I was like, I was listening to the song. Is that Jada kiss? Yeah. The man's still alive, but 
It was amazing. Also, Joey Badass was on that, the song. Third song of the album, man. I'm telling you. That's oh. my favorite song of the album, too. It, so. was, it was my favorite song of the album, but the problem with that song was is when, Jade, when Joey Badass came on, I was like, I want to listen to more Joey Badass yeah, now. I know. Me too. <laughs> I was, was like, so good. <laughs> I wanted to stop listening to the album. Be like, oh, let's go listen to some yeah. Joey Badass right now. But yeah. Um, well, for me, up to now, that's my favorite album of the year. Okay. It's true, not that much has come out yet, so we'll have to wait. It's still early, right? It's, it's like, almost May now. And so Culture 2 was 2018, Culture right? 2 was, yeah, 2018. Okay. So that's b- better than Migos In you. my opinion, yeah. Okay. They're like the um, lyrical Migos. For you. Because they're three, like two groups of three, yeah. right? Migos, now they're starting to become, they will not, not become, they are more mainstream, yeah, right? Definitely. These guys are underground, 100% yeah. like It's not music you'll find. You know, on the radio anytime soon. No, you need someone like me. <laughs> exactly. You about it, you know? <laughs> but yeah, like the sound is very different. It's not trap music. It's not no. uh, the mellow flows of Drake or stuff like that. It's aggressive. It's aggressive yeah. hip hop. It's uh, more true to classic hip hop. Yeah. From back in the day. Yeah. 100%. Well, there's one song, Headstone, where they mm-hmm. literally, I don't know if you know this, but almost every single line references an old song or artist. Or, yeah, I was about to say, like, I like. That one of those one of my one of my favorite tracks, like I was listening to it, and I was like, oh, this is a reference to an older artist. This yeah. is Jay Z. This yeah. is a Jay Z line. This is a Tupac line. This is a Biggie line. And I was like, oh, this is really well and done. It's like, yeah. You feel good about yourself. You <laughs> exactly. can identify like I yeah. know that. Work, you know, <laughs> I heard this one before. Yeah, yeah. shout yeah. out. I think that was a cool song for sure. So I definitely, if you're into old school rap and more lyrical than what's up, what's really popular nowadays, I'd check that out. Flatbush Zombies vacation in hell that's the name of the album i it's a long album for sure like they could have cut a few songs mm-hmm. to make it a little more concise but i still think it's a great album and i'm looking forward to what else is coming up this year like i'm excited for post malone this friday post malone um thoughts thoughts on post malone <laughs> i think he's great on hooks yeah, he definitely is great on hooks i feel like he has his own sound he doesn't give a fuck about <laughs> Doesn't care. Doesn't care about genres. <laughs> doesn't care about like categories. Don't define them. Yeah. He's just gonna do what he likes. I feel like I I watched a Netflix special with Seth Rogen. Was it Seth Rogen? Not sure. But yeah, he came on as a musical guest and he sang "Return of the Mac." And Sweet. to me, "Return of the Mac" is one of my favorite songs. Huh. And he killed it. He killed "Return of the Mac." And ever since I heard "Return of the Mac" by him. I was like, I have to give him a try. I have okay. to keep listening to him. What did you listen to? Is like Stony his first album? His first album? I didn't actually listen to it. Okay. When I post Malone, I listened to what was playing on the radio, like Rockstar. Was okay. Like, well, that's uh, off his new album. Oh, okay, that's coming okay, Friday. okay. Oh, really? Sweet song, Rockstar oh. and Psycho. Have you heard that with Ty Dolla Sign? I have not. Ty Dolla Sign is actually released an album twenty eighteen too, right? Or was it twenty seventeen? I think twenty seventeen, but Beach House three. I think that was last year. Yeah. Ty Dolla. I'm a big Ty Dolla sign fan. <laughs> but I think, in my opinion, better on features. I don't know what you think about that. I think like, he always kills his features. I, mean, I can't get into... I see like a 17-song album by Ty Dolla sign. I don't know. You know um, I think this is where your three-song theory <laughs> fails. Okay. His Beach House 3 album, the first four songs, are probably all good. They're amazing. Okay. But it's the album is front-loaded. And what I mean by that is after the fourth song, 
things start going downhill. Mm, okay. It starts being bad. So that's going to be an yeah. addition to three, three songs that you have to maintain or like, <laughs> exactly. I don't know, or maybe we'll, we'll figure the, it out. You know? <laughs> or maybe it's the exception that proves the rule, right? Exactly. I like that better. Okay, so yeah, Famous, Famous Lies, Love You Better with Lil Wayne and X, YG. But I feel like, how many songs is this? Yeah, tw- I knew it was a long, 20 songs. Yeah, it's a lot. Then again, Flatbush Zombies was 19 songs, so I can't really sit, hate on that. <laughs> but, I don't know. What do you think about that Ty Dolla Sign? I, in my opinion, better on features than songs. Ty Dolla Sign, the first time I listened to him was on Beach House 2, actually. Okay. I was bored at home. We went to listen to new, new music. And I saw on uh, Dat Piff, actually, the okay. website with mixtapes on, he released a, a mixtape called Beach House 2. And that was on rotation for, I feel like, three months for me. Okay. Completely loved it. And loved it. Wanted to look for a new... Uh, I was looking for that sound okay. all the time. I wanted to, more. I wanted to hear more of it. Beach House 3, perfect for me. It was yeah, more of okay. the same, and that's exactly what I wanted. And yeah, is he better on features? Or solo, I don't know, can't tell you. Okay. But definitely big fan of Ty Dollar Sign. He's definitely given Wiz Khalifa. Um I don't know if resurgence is the best way of putting it, but he's keeping Taylor Gang alive in the sense that Ty Dollar Sign to a certain degree m- I'm more excited about his feature than if I see a Wiz feature to be on nowadays. You know what? Back like okay, I started I found out about Wiz in 2010. Back I think then, that's when everybody like got put <laughs> okay, on. Yeah, yeah, anyways, <laughs> it wasn't like flexing or anything. Yeah. But you know, anyways, yeah, <laughs> 2010. So back then, that's yeah, true. Right before Black, actually before Black and Yellow. I remember yeah. when that song came out. It was like I found out about him a few weeks before. <laughs> back then, I knew like this plane, his old song like Flight School. That was definitely one of his best projects. Flight School, absolutely. Yeah, sweet mixtape. Yeah. Um, but then again, the same thing with a lot of these artists. Like your mixtape days, because you're it's new. You're hustling. You're trying to prove yourself. I don't know what happens to these artists. They just I, get comfortable and definitely. I think Wiz Khalifa just got lazy. Yeah. Uh, on his Instagram lately, he was advertising like his new track that's about to drop. Okay. Like, it looked like a movie trailer or something. Like it was. I was expecting something huge, something amazing. And then he released the track and it was hundred <laughs> called 100 Bands, whatever. Okay, I haven't heard And it. he just keeps just saying 100 Bands over and over again. Like, <laughs> my whip cost 100 Bands. My show, 100 Bands. Book me for a show, 100 I Bands. I can just picture the beat that like... Yeah, definitely something like that. Just like snares in the back. I don't know. I'm listening to it and I'm like, Wiz Khalifa has totally changed from his early days. And... I don't think he's ever going to be as popular, as big as he was in his early days. No, I don't think so either. That's pretty incredible, yeah. Um, Yeah, Wiz, I think, went to... Well, you can't necessarily... You don't need to compare these two artists, but I found out about Wiz and Mac Miller at the same time. Mac Miller, still one of my favorites all time, and I can't wait for what he's going to drop next. He's been so low-key. Do you have opinions on him? or? I think... Wiz Khalifa and Mac Miller took totally different trajectories when it comes 100%. to their careers and musical skill when it comes to rapping. Mac Miller, every project he releases, there's something new. He's evolved. He's got better. Yeah. And I think one of his mixtapes, I forgot the name, he released a song called Angel Dust, something like that. And yeah, I feel Faces. Exactly, crazy mixtape. Oh my God. I feel like I came in, you know, Mac Miller, 
That's the guy that sang the Donald Trump song. Yeah. I wasn't expecting much, much, but uh, Faces was definitely a project that was on another level for me. He was and also high out of his mind <laughs> doing record. Like, honestly, he was messed up back then. It was a great project. It was, <laughs> for sure. Definitely. I think Mac Miller, you have to, you have to keep paying attention to this guy. And he's one of the guys um, Kendrick Lamar mentioned in one of his like the yeah, one of his key control. songs on this control yeah. song, definitely. And people were like, "Why is he? Why is he mentioning Mac Miller? Mac Miller is not on the same level as, true, as the other artists he was mentioning on the song." And it's like, "Don't sleep, guys. Don't sleep on Mac Miller. Definitely, he, he's out there." On that list, just off the top, you had like Big Sean, who is <laughs> someone else that I think has always stayed at the same level of just, like, B-list, great, good rapper. I don't even know. I don't, I don't know if I would call him great myself, but I think... I, I say what you mean. He's bad. <laughs> he is pretty bad. He has not changed since he started. His songs are all corny. I can't stand Big Sean. And if you like Big Sean, I don't like you either. <laughs> We'll just leave it at that. I mean, that's, that's what I'm thinking too. Um, but for real, I think that he just hasn't. Another one of those rappers hasn't evolved and ha- was listed as someone who could become a next like Kendrick, J. Cole, and Drake. Right? We don't even need to really talk about Drake because I think I've said it before. I think he just knows what works for him. He just he has a formula. He knows how to make hits. Yeah, Drake has like I don't know, like a, a hit machine or something. I know like, the guy just does not miss. Like he has it down, he has it down to a science. Like he he just pops on on his music machine, puts a few lyrics in there, and out comes out a hit. And he has the quotables too, right? <laughs> Definitely. Just like um, she said, "Do you love me? I tell her only partly. I only love my bed and my, my mama. mama. I'm, I'm sorry. sorry. Like that's and hype. And the guy just knows what it takes." To just drop these hits. And I'm not a huge Drake fan. More Life I was a fan of. Yeah. Though that was, in my opinion, one of the better albums of last year. And I'm actually excited for his next album. Scorpion, which is a sick album title. Definitely. Oh, I also saw um, at the Raptors game. Drake was sitting courtside and he had the Scorpion medallion on. I didn't know what I the know. hell that was about. Looks but I'm fire. guessing that's the album. Yeah. Right, that's pretty dope. Pretty dope. But yeah, like you're singing about Drake. I wasn't the biggest fan for a long time. I thought his early work was pretty corny. Big Sean levels of corny. <laughs> you know what I mean? But That's the new standard. <laughs> but yeah, like, as, as projects keep coming out, like, you can't keep hating. There's, always, there's something for everybody. Yeah. And if you want to dance to music, if you... It's just... Drake had it. Drake True. had all the hits. And it's pretty funny how... Two of the biggest names in hip-hop right now, Kendrick Lamar and Drake, and they're so different. Yeah. They're so different in what they do and their approach to selling records, making music. And Drake has, like, got it down to a formula. Mm-hmm. Doesn't devi- deviate a lot from it, but he makes hits. And Kendrick Lamar is totally opposite. He'll deviate from his formula from his last album. Yeah. From song to song, try something new, and he can't fail at it just does something and he's just amazing i think two different artists two different approaches all good music the thing do you agree with this i feel like kendrick for some reason has more to lose because drake i can't see in the near future drake really messing up he he doesn't take many risks 
he he'll drop a song right away. It's number one. God's plan. I love God's mm-hmm. plan. And nice for what? I only listened to it once. I'll have to re-listen to it again. But that was number one right away. So it's just the name, the brand association with Drake. He reaches a lot more audiences than anyone else, right? So right away, it's a hit. I think Kendrick. I'm kind of worried for his next album because I don't want him to become a J. Cole, you know? <laughs> I'm, I love Damn. That was my favorite album last year. I think it's the best one that dropped, in my opinion. And I feel like with this one, he has a lot to lose because he has that reputation now of three albums that are considered masterpieces. And if you throw in Section 82, that's four. So people are like kind of waiting for him to just like, oh, he's not going to top Damn. Like, he. Does he have another one in him? They're waiting for him to trip. And Drake, trip. in the sense, if he drops, he doesn't have that many great albums, in my opinion. Take care. I'm not a huge. Nothing was the same fan. Yeah. I know some people are. I like More Life a lot. I thought that had a lot of good vibes, songs, and it was cohesive. Like it was a long album, but and View from the Six wasn't that good. No, either, exactly. Yeah. That's not a great album at all. Yeah. But still does numbers. Still has hits. Drake is safe. He's not going down from the king, the Three Kings title. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I feel like Kendrick, not that a bad album would bring him down, but then people would be like, oh, he's <laughs> he's falling off now. That's it. So I'm, I don't know. I'm excited for his next music, obviously, but I feel like he has more to lose than Drake. What do you I, think about that? I agree with you. And as an explanation, I think it's because Ken- the expectations for Kendrick and Drake are different. Drake yeah. is a pop culture icon in the sense like he's like a living meme. You know what That's I mean? True. Everything Drake does helps his popularity, helps him sell music records. He's more than just his music. Definitely. Kendrick is defined by his music in the sense of... Yeah. That's deep. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Though. Yeah. yeah. Kendrick is defined by his music. If he, does, if he releases a bad song... People are going to ask questions. Like, what's I remember when that dropped, exactly. people were questioning him right away. I love myself. This? Yeah. Like, what's going on? And yes, obviously, the expectation from Kendrick is he needs to make things that are revolutionary. And mm-hmm. that's why he set himself up as. It's his own fault, kind of, with Good Kid Massey and changing it all up for um, To Pip a Butterfly and changing it all up again for Damn. People are expecting revolutionary music. He won a Pulitzer. I know, yeah. Yeah, that's incredible. And obviously, on his next album, what we're expecting from Kendrick is something revolutionary again. If it's not revolutionary, if it's not a new sound, he messed up. Drake, can release a new album that sounds exactly like the last one. If you're like, oh, well, that's what we wanted from Drake. It's true. I sure hope there's a song that I can dance to it on it. You know what I mean? So why are they on the same level then? Why is it Drake and Kendrick? On the same level? I feel Drake has the talent to do good music, like great music, revolutionary music, but he doesn't take the chances with it. And the way he plays it safe and still has the appeal is why he's on that level. How many artists can you tell me has not really changed their sound or has sounded the same for so many albums? Or has has so many media and had, albums had the success and throughout, still right? stays successful exactly. No one really. No one. It's true. What Drake is doing is incredible. Mm. I'm not trying to take anything away from him, but it's true. I I'll, I don't consider him as. I don't think he'll go down as one of the greatest rappers of all time. He'll go down as like an an icon, like mm. you said, a pop culture hit maker. 
who killed it in the game. He will as long as he can, but I don't think he's one of the goats for as far as rappers go. Yeah, of course. I think when it comes to like the best rappers alive right now, I think Drake knows like he's not on the list. Yeah, and I don't think he cares that much, right? That's true. I think money. Yeah, he's making his money, but I think the way he sees it, he has the most influence when it comes to rap right now. He has the most clout. He's the most important person to hip hop right now. Yeah. In the sense that everybody wants him on this track. He's probably the most popular rapper right now. And his influence goes beyond hip hop. It goes influences culture. What he does, people follow. And Kendrick doesn't have that same pull. And that's why when people talk about the Mount Rushmore of hip hop artists right now, Drake has to be there. If you leave out Drake... He's standing on top of (laughs) Maybe, yeah. Drake does a feature and then that song goes number one it's true so and he doesn't do that many features too he doesn't need to anymore yeah. but yeah but a person freak. with that much pull in the music industry as a whole is of course has to be one of the most important figures definitely and the, i just looked up his wikipedia he's not they don't call him a rapper it's drake musician he's mm. above rap really exactly. now he's just a yeah. hit maker icon I don't know if he's, he's like it's incredible what he's done really and I hated on Drake for the longest time but now I mean you can't really you can't anymore. deny it you can't deny it he's like the Sidney Crosby of rap in the sense like you hate him at first so yeah like we we're saying Drake not necessarily he is part of hip hop obviously there you can't say he's mm-hmm. not but his songs have been there's a lot of soft songs that have come out and that he has hits like people dance to like one dance and exactly. stuff. No one else is really coming out with that kind of music that's that have been number one hits on like mainstream radio like Drake has done. But then he dropped a song. It was his whole beef with Meek Mill. And he went at him. He won that beef 100%. I don't think there's much many people contesting that. I feel... During that beef, we saw a new side of Drake. That side where people didn't consider him a rapper. He wasn't a hip-hop artist. He was a pop yeah. a pop guy. And once he dropped like back-to-back and stuff like that during the beef, he realized he can do it all. Like There's potential there. The reason he's not doing it is because he just doesn't want to. Yeah. So uh, Meek Mills came in thinking that was like easy. You know, There's no way this guy can compete with me. He can't make a diss track. He can't rap. And I'm, I used to be a battle rapper. That's why me Meals is thinking. Yeah. This guy's a battle rapper. So he's used to the beef. He's, he made his career out of, you know, the, that type of hip-hop. And then Drake just absolutely demolished destroyed him. Destroyed him. And I feel, again, the way he destroyed him wasn't just in the music side. It became a cultural thing. It became a meme. It became a funny thing to do to just hate on Meek Mill. It's true. It's like these people don't even know Meek Mill is. Just <laughs> exactly. like, I can't. Yeah, I know. I think Poor when that bastard, <laughs> I think when it's, when it was officially dead, when Meek Mill was officially done was when they had pictures of, uh, Will Smith and Kanye West backstage of Drake. And they were just laughing at Meek Mill memes. <laughs> and think about it Will Smith is a Philadelphia Philly guy Philly yeah. icon yeah and you probably grew up admiring the guy and you're seeing pictures of him laughing at you that would ruin me yeah if I'm McMill I 
Even if you're love. not from Philly, you <laughs> exactly. see Will Smith and Kanye <laughs> laugh at you. Yeah, I know. That's a rough, it's a bad buzz for sure. So yeah, Drake can do it. Just doesn't have to. Yeah. And I think like, I don't know which song he said this, but he said like, I think it was like a slide disc to Kendrick. And he said like, I could have all your fans if I didn't go pop and I stayed on conscious shit, you know? So he's saying, hey, I could do what she do easy, but I just don't want to do it. I just want to stay pop. Okay. But do but you think he could though? We don't know, right? We don't know. I think we, see, we saw some glimpse, but we don't know for sure. We don't know yeah. for sure. I would like to see it one day, just him snap. And I think in his early days of Young Money and Lil Wayne, when he was just being discovered, yeah, we saw a little bit of that on his mixtapes with Lil Wayne, but hopefully... He had some, well, there are some early Drake songs that I really liked. Actually, like Ransom with Lil Wayne. Definitely. You know that song? That's a Definitely. banger and a and half. Just like we said, when you hear a mixtape and you're expecting the same type of stuff, yeah. when the album comes out, Drake was one of the biggest, uh, is the biggest person you can accuse of changing his style up too much mm, from his mixtape yes. okay. to his Agreed. debut album. Thank Me Later. Yeah. A lot of people really like that album. I wasn't a huge fan. Thought it was decent, best. Like if you're going toe to toe, if you're gonna go, I'm just gonna bring it back again to Kendrick and J Cole. Um, Thank me later. Like soft debut. Is Good Kid, Mad City the debut for you? Or is this Section Eighty? Section Eighty would be his debut. Yeah, definitely. Good Kim Massey is his first album, but his debut was Section 80. Either way, both better than <laughs> Thank Me Later. That's the thing you, but yeah, you like, compare the discography, Kendrick's miles ahead, in my opinion. Well, it's exactly like Drake's upcoming was the same as J. Cole. Mixtapes are fire. And when the, when the first album came out, you're expecting more of the mixtape stuff. Okay. And then you hear Thank Me Later. You're like, best I ever had. This is. This isn't Drake. This isn't Drake. What is he doing? He's going pop. He's selling out. Yeah. Just like J. Cole's first album, you thought he was selling out. But the thing about J. Cole and Drake, where they changed is Drake just kept what was Thank Me Later. He just worked on Thank Me Later. But and that became his style. It, exactly. Yeah. Refined it. J. Cole realized this isn't me. J. Cole has just taken style. a beating in this conversation. <laughs> That's fine. It's like, it was Falcon last time. It's just how she goes. Falcon was my here. favorite superhero. No, you just, please, you guys, don't, please don't tell me. You guys just trashed him. Just trashed him. No. He took the fattest L in I know, but was uh, Falcon your favorite? <laughs> yeah, the best I ever had was definitely a track that defined Drake. You know what I mean? After you heard Best I Ever Had, people that loved the mixtapes knew the old Drake was gone, and this mm-hmm. was a new Drake. And Drake himself realized, I don't have to be a rapper. True. He appealed to... That's the thing, right? Yeah. Drake appeals to girls. They love Drake. Like, a lot of people I know, and just in general, like you always see his lyrics in, as like Instagram captions, right? <laughs> it's true, though. He's He is quotable, and he has the appeal for all sorts of audiences like on so far gone would be like his section 80 in that sense that like it's his, a commercial mixtape that had best i ever had on it and like successful that was definitely. a good song successful was definitely a good song that was on repeat for me for a long time and i was expecting more of that in the future from drake less best i ever had more successful that yeah. did not happen you know my favorite one of my favorite songs by drake is uptown 
with Lil Wayne and Bun B. Uh, anyway, anyone who does know that song, check it's it out. It's a great song. Banger. Great song. Yeah, no, I, I definitely like the... Well, back then, obviously, Lil Wayne was my favorite rapper. And I'd still... If they dropped an album together, I would love that. I'd definitely check that out. Lil Wayne. What can I say? I feel like, yes, there was a period of time where this man was could do no wrong. Mixtape Wheezy, they used to call yeah. him. Incredible work. Uh, work ethic was amazing. Couldn't do no wrong. Every song was a banger. And then at a point, the beef with Birdman when he came to his uh, Carter 5. Yeah. After that, he just dropped off. Something about his, his music changed. Maybe it's because, I don't know, people grew out of it. Maybe yeah. he didn't change. Maybe people just don't like his music anymore. Or maybe he did change and he could just couldn't do any more hits. But I think he's not as talented as before and he's on... He's regressing. He's not as good as before. Yeah. Like Dedication 5, I feel. Dedication 4 was his last project. A few good songs, but unremarkable. His last project, I'm just looking it up right now. Like His last last album was the Free Wheezy album, which I actually like. But he's older now, man. Like 35. He's been around since the 90s. I don't know. Like Every dog has his day. You yeah. know what I mean? Like... That's true. Yeah, he had to fall off at some point, right? Everyone does. And that's the thing, though. Going back to Drake, will he? <laughs> we'll see. But um, but I think Lil Wayne had the best mixtape ever created yeah. with no ceilings. No ceilings was a sweet mixtape. I mix feel tape. like there's no artist will ever be able to top that mixtape. That was an amazing project. Especially also, though, the days of mixtapes are kind of done, right? Now even mixtapes are being sold or streamed as albums and yeah. they get residuals off it definitely well yeah the classic mixtape is gone yeah but no that's definitely one of my favorite mixtapes i actually bought a no ceilings t- like a no ceilings artwork t-shirt that was the first online order i ever made really never <laughs> got it i think someone stole it off the porch <laughs> like i'm not even kidding wow or i filled out the form wrong <laughs> it's so rattled my mom paid for it <laughs> oh god yeah, that would be a sweet shirt to have, right? That Definitely. just shows you're an OG Lil Wayne yeah. fan. Damn. Got me reminiscing here. <laughs> um, that was, yeah, that was like back in the day. I bought it when No Ceilings was new, like 2009. Mm-hmm. But no, Lil Wayne, like Carter 2, Carter 3. I even like Carter 4. I have it on. Carter 4, definitely, maybe not the best of the Carters, but definitely something I really enjoyed too. No, he had hits, man. The Leak. EP two like gossip I love that song I'll still listen to Lil Wayne nowadays like the older song nowadays love me or hate me too oh that was a sick song man love me or hate me yes guy that was a good one yeah um yeah that talking about it talking about it um like I said the guy could do no wrong for so long and I think I mentioned it priorly but um he single handedly kept hip hop alive by himself for so long. And I think a lot of new artists have to give their props, respect Lil Wayne for what he managed to do. And guys like Young Thug are basically like Lil Wayne 2.0. In the sense yeah. of like I feel like he took his sound a bit from Lil Wayne. Oh, 100%. Yeah. The first few times I heard him, I kind of sounded like Lil Wayne. I knew it wasn't, yeah. but definitely he emulated Lil Wayne's style. But Young Thug's still doing his thing, though. And funny thing is, Young Thug was signed by Birdman. So maybe, you know, 
He was looking for a True, replacement. Yeah. Um, Jeffrey was a good album by Young Thug. Did you like his like beautiful Thugger Girls album? There's a few tracks I like. The one with um, Future. Yeah, that was a good song. But Jeffrey's for me was an incredible project. Thugger yeah, Girls, not so much. Yeah, I like Jeffrey more too, mm-hmm. for sure. And he actually, like all the songs on the album are named by his um, idols. It's just interesting that one of the songs is called Harambe. <laughs> a great song, like snaps on it. Definitely. But um, that was a great album. Young Thug, someone I'm also looking forward to. He hasn't announced that he's releasing anything soon, but he probably will, just because he also has a good work ethic. And I feel like him and Travis Scott go so well together. Yeah. And I, I really wish that they did more projects together. Yeah, more songs. You like days before rodeo. That's the first time I heard Travis actually. That was that was the is fire with what song? That was the mixtape, right before that. Yeah, right before Nelly. rodeo with uh, like. Okay. There was one song on there that was absolutely amazing on days before the rodeo. I forget the title right now. Well, okay, me too. I'm blanking on yeah. names right now, but like, okay, the drugs first you should try. Definitely. So good, oh, man. That, that's the fourth God. song. So good, <laughs> drugs you should try. It's so good. Um, okay, so if I'm going off my three day theory, <laughs> the first song, days before rodeo, the prayer. It's like a slow hypnotic song. There's like. It splits at the halfway mark. The beat just mm-hmm. changes. Love that song. Mama Sita, that's yeah. with Young Thug. That's a sick song. And then Quintana Part 2, which I love. And then, yeah, Drugs You Should... That whole mixtape is so good, <laughs> man. Skyfall. Yeah. Drugs You Should Try was my first... The first time I've heard from uh, Travis Scott. And after that, I was like, this guy is amazing. Mm-hmm. I've never heard anything like this. He reminded me of Kid Cudi a bit. And this is like cl- cloud rap. You know, yeah. you kind of like, you know, goes the Spacey. flow, spaced out yeah. a bit. But yeah, and obviously when the rodeo came out, it was more of that. I was surprised. Yeah. This is, again, exception that proves the debut rule. Album. Debut album actually followed what you expected from the mixtape. Yeah. Great project. Yeah. Definitely was. Like, ambitious first album, too. Like, a lot of the songs are more than five minutes. And that's something a lot of artists only do. Once they're more established, I find, like, when they have, they, they can be creative. He didn't even care about that stuff. He just went in, like, this is me. This is my debut album. I'm doing what I want, and it worked. There's, like, man, off the top of my head, I know the first few songs are over five minutes. He just did his thing, and that's the thing with Travis Scott, right? Like, Rodeo, he's wild. He just does what he wants. Mm-hmm. Like, Pornography, okay, 351, then 551, 741. <laughs> Who does that on their first album? As a seven minutes, almost eight minutes song on the third track. And I and I love it. This guy did his own thing. Yeah. There's nobody making music like him. No, I and agree. I feel like closest would be Young Thug, kind of, and that's why they mesh so well. And I was expecting the same thing from Quavo and Travis Scott yeah. on Huncho Jack, and I feel it didn't work out as well. No. I, I think thought, I thought Hunter Jack was like a contest of ad libs. Like the ad libs were <laughs> dropping out of nowhere. I was like, this doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I it's, know you don't feel the same way, but no, for <laughs> sure. It, it, it's valid points, right? I like, I respectfully disagree, <laughs> but you, I, I hear what you're saying for sure. I think, I think it's a bit of that. They got too comfortable. Like they're really good friends too. So they just like, they have that chemistry that it's effortless. So they didn't, I don't think they gave it as much thought as 
back when they were still trying to prove themselves. That's sure, what I yeah. think the difference, where the difference is. Like, most people like that album. I'm one of them. Just because it's them, it's catchy, <laughs> it works. So, in that sense, it might be overrated. Would you say that it is? Or... Depends who I ask. If I'm asking you, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah. It's overrated. Okay. So, segueing into another way, what would you think is one of the more underrated albums that you know, you don't hear about often as being a great album because of these albums? Like, you, when a Travis Scott or Quavo collab album comes out, that'll overshot, yeah. overshadow someone else's album that's forgotten. I would say forgotten. definitely in terms of underrated albums, Lupe Fiasco's Tetsuo and Youth. Okay. Agreed. Go on. To me, that album is probably one of the best albums made in the past like five or seven years. To me, it's incredible how it has like no, you know, respect or like um, recognition from other people that listen to rap. And when I listened to, when I listened to the album for the first time, I realized like it's the first time I realized Lupe Fiasco is a genius. This guy, his his lyrical, his lyrical taste. How can be so technical with lyrics is something on another level right now. And I don't know. Let's say you're going to work right now, listeners. You know, you have a long commute. <laughs> Just put on that album. A long commute. Is true. You have a, you have a no, long commute. It actually flows, though. It's true. He has a lot. Yeah. There are a lot of long songs. Like, Mural. Exactly. Sick song. Amazing. Like, that's an eight-minute song, and... When it's done, you're sad. It's just <laughs> straight bars. And yeah, like if a long commute, put the song on. Listen from the start to the end if you can, or as far as you can go. And I'm telling you, if you don't like it, if you don't feel like it's the one of the best musical projects you've heard in such a long time, then I will personally come <laughs> to your house and slap you because there's something wrong with you. <laughs> that album is gold, Jerry. I was going to jump in and say exactly what you just said. That's great. Yeah. It's true. Such a good album. It is gold, Jerry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Mural, like in this situation, Summer, the first song, I just look up the track list. It's a write-off because it's just like yeah. sounds of summer. It's like, it, sets, it sets you up for what's coming up next for the album. And it's such a different vibe. It's a different sound. And I've never heard anything like it. Um, I'm actually, it's sad that Lupe Fiasco is kind of like you know off the wagon a bit kind of crazy yeah, I know. and he has like that persecution complex <laughs> and he's always like oh I'm gonna retire after this album I know. or something <laughs> like that and like if you you know just you make great music you're a great artist focus on that man. I know I don't know yeah. what's going on with that guy but it's true if he just stuck to making music like Tetsuo and Youth yeah. he'd be considered more widely renowned as a really a, a amazing artist yeah. not just a rapper because his um, especially on this album like this is the album I know the most of his I know that The Cool it's probably the most popular album the most popular one but I think well anyways I know this album the best and I love this album so Mural Blur My Hands Dots and Lines Prisoner 1 and 2 Body of Work oh, wow. I could go on honestly I don't there are no songs here that I don't Deliver like. oh Deliver is so good <laughs> man with Ty Dolla Signs on that song yeah. actually so good and um, Adoration of the Maggie they resurrect over new with Absol is great and it's just, like you said it just flows so well from song to song it does yeah and I don't know it doesn't get the recognition it deserves agreed that's 2015 what Yeezus came come out that year I'm pretty sure so it definitely got, exactly. over, it got overshadowed by other albums and Yeezus is probably the worst Kanye album you've in made. my opinion it is yeah I'm not a Yeezus fan at all. 
20, yeah, 2015. I just want to look it up real quick. Definitely. For that year, 100% underrated album, and probably in general as well. Off the top, underrated album. I'm just going to look up what I got. This year. <laughs> um, actually, okay, the same year. I don't know if it's underrated, but at long last, ASAP by ASAP Rocky, his second album. Really? Is that the one with uh, the EDM song on it? No. Okay. That, okay. that was his first album. So that one, actually, I'm not a huge okay. fan of. A lot of people were because of that song. Yeah. It had more mainstream appeal. The second one, really, like, you find him in a darker place. Just a lot of, like, spacey production. There's, like, LSD, that song. Oh, okay, there. now I see what album you're talking yeah. about. Is that the one with um, Lil Wayne at a point? Yeah. Comes yeah. in. Oh, man, that, that song. Uh, Lil Wayne's on M's. That's M's. a banger. That's a sweet song, and then when for you, sure. When you heard Lil Wayne come in in that song, yeah. this is Old Wayne. He's back. He's back, baby. Man, I got to listen to that again. <laughs> yeah, it's so good. That's one of my favorites of 2015, for sure. Definitely. I, I agree with you now. Like, now I'm remembering this album. It's a mm. great one. It's a great one. What else have I got here? Um, well, I've been an OG Joey Badass fan since yeah. like, he came out in the game. Um. His first album I really liked, but I thought that his second album like dropped last year, All American Badass. You weren't a fan? Not a fan. Um, I thought like he tackled some good political themes and oh, just that's always been his mo, right? Definitely more in okay. this album than in the past. But I thought he did it in a way that like the songs okay. were still enjoyable. Like there's some jazz in there. It's like how I would describe it is a less polished and. Definitely not on the same scale as To Pimp a Butterfly with okay. the themes he tried to tackle because, first of all, the songs aren't as long. And I find that when you have three-minute songs, you can't deliver the same message and Definitely. it just sounds incomplete. So you put it over before the money? Yeah, I liked it more. I thought... Oh, okay. Well, we all got opinions. Yeah. I Does thought that there are right? no... Weak, there's only... Actually, only one song I wasn't a big fan of, Babylon... Other than that, I loved all the other songs. Right. I thought it was a concise album. And for last year, underrated, I found. I would agree with you, but then we would both be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> underrated. Like, you got Big Crit. Yeah, the Big Crit. I don't know why he can't just... Why people just keep ignoring him. I know, right? <laughs> Did you hear his album that dropped last year? Last year? I, I don't think so. No? I don't think okay, I heard that's his a album, good album, like, man. Forever is a mighty long time. It's a long album. I think I heard the album that came before that. Catalactica? Yeah. Also underrated. It makes no sense how this guy just can't see them break through. He's amazing. Yeah. I know. But no, definitely check that album out as well. Forever is a mighty long time. Mm -hmm. It's a double album, so it's 24 songs. Okay. But it, I find it just flows. <laughs> it just works. Um, you got, yeah, oh, underrated. The, those would be my big two. I'm, okay. I've just been waiting for Joey to level up, really, and be recognized on a wider scale, but he hasn't really. I was I, sure, when I discovered him in 2012, I was sure that by, like, 2015, he'd be huge, and that's when his first album dropped. And I feel but it's because uh, Joey Bass has no mainstream appeal. In terms really, of his no. subject matter, the way he raps... It's His not voice. something, yeah. It's not something that's gonna play on the radio. Well, not here at least. Not on Hot eighty nine nine. You're not no, gonna hear. Uh, definitely not. And that's not yeah. something he wants necessarily. Exactly. So, yeah. So maybe it's best that he doesn't blow up. He stays, you know, with what he has now. But it's disappointing, definitely. When you have guys like I don't know, the guy that sings uh, 
six nine. What is what's his name? Takashi six nine. This guy can blow up. Little Yachty right. can blow up. But yeah. what do you feel about? How do you feel about Odd Future? Odd Future irrelevant. Though. Irrelevant. Right. Like I discovered. Like I found out about them when I was in high school. Mm-hmm. Tyler was like, I think Yonkers had just dropped and I wasn't into it at first, but then I started listening to, okay, I can't say I've been a huge fan of theirs. Like, I don't really know their material Mm -hmm. that much, but the OF tape two I listened to and I liked a lot of those songs, just raw. Um, There's a lot of potential there, but none of those guys have really went anywhere. Like Tyler's album last year, I thought was good. Okay. The first time I listened to it, I was like, wow, this is actually a really good album. Haven't listened to it since. Not going to again. Yeah, it had no staying power. You're probably right with yeah. that. And I feel like where they went wrong was it was just too edgy all the time. And at a point, people grew out of that stage. Their fans probably grew out of it. And what happens after that is they regress. People stop listening to their music. Yeah. And I think Tyler Creator also just gave up on making music. I think he wants to produce shows or something like that. Yeah, movies, well, he's yeah. always been into a <laughs> lot more than just rap, right? Definitely. Um, Danny Brown. Did you hear his album last year? Atrocity Exhibition? I did not hear that. I okay. The first and only Danny Brown project I heard was 30. I think it's called 30. or uh, It's like a, all... Oh, the, XXX. XXX, okay, there right. you go. Okay, so 30, yes. Yeah. Agree to disagree. <laughs> XXX definitely was okay. uh, was the first project I heard, and it's not for everybody. Definitely, yeah, definitely not. He does that thing where he like he changes his voice from high pitch to very low pitch. Yeah. it's impressive, but you know, sometimes it's a bit too much. I could say, but lyrically, the way he talks about his addiction and stuff like that, it's totally amazing. And I feel like when I, when you hear when you hear the first song. I think it's 30 on the album. Not sure. But he talks about his addiction. He talks about killing himself, actually, okay. on that song and popping pills and stuff like that. And you know that Danny Brown is something totally different. He's, yeah. I think he's one of the first rappers that openly rap about his depression and stuff like that. And that depression, dealing with depression and stuff like that in hip-hop wasn't, you know, something people would do openly. No. It wasn't accepted. You look kind of weak. You know, it's bra- bravado. Hip-hop was known. Yeah, you have to be 100%. A, it's all about bravado. And he was dealing with his emotions, like stuff that's happening in his life. Depression, pill addiction, drug addiction. And I feel that put a lot of people off. Mm-hmm. And it's kind of sad because he's been in the bad place for a really long time. Yeah, 100%. If you yeah. listen to his music, you can tell that this guy's got some serious problems. Just... Rapping about the drugs that he takes and, um, well, killing himself on this song, song 30, which I'm not sure I'll be checking out anytime <laughs> soon, but, um, his last album though, is his highest rated album, Atrocity Exhibition. If you're, as far as underrated goes, a lot of people thought this was the best album of 2016. 16, 2016. 2016. Wow. I loved it. It's really, it's intense. Like the first song is just some grimy rap. <laughs> and his flow changes on almost every song is different. And if you're going off the first three theory that I know, I keep pushing <laughs> for it. Okay, I'm just trying to make a name for myself here. 
Um, the the first three songs are all different, but by the time you're at the third song, if you if you like what you're hearing from this guy, you're gonna love the album because every song is different. He his flow voice switches up a yeah. lot, and I think it works a lot really well on this album. The fourth song actually has Kendrick Absol and earl sweatshirt really? on it oh. and they all snap and that's a feat nowadays <laughs> like, a, like the little posse song right exactly yeah. i think that's something we're missing a lot right now in hip-hop posse songs like one of my favorite ones in recent history is one train oh, on asap's album yeah, that's yeah, a yeah. fire song and everybody went in every and danny brown's on that song yeah. everyone snapped and that's something i when i see that on an album i look forward to those songs and it's Sometimes you don't want to hype yourself up too much because it's something you don't see so yeah, often, right? True. So um, it's it's nice to see that some people are still doing it. Danny Brown, I'm excited for his next album. I don't know when that's going to drop, but someone that, like, he sold 7,000 in his first week. And but the, those people who bought that album are impressed by it, right? And I mm. didn't buy it, but I did listen to it when it dropped, and it's a, it's a really good album. That's one of the, the more recent ones that's underrated for me. Fetty. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know about I don't know about that guy disappeared. What is he doing yeah, now? <laughs> Fetty Wap. There's a bunch of these guys like OG Mako or however you say his name. What do you do? Has that guy done anything in the last like I don't know, there's a lot of rappers that come and go. I know. Is this new wave of rappers who is, is anyone have you heard any of these guys' music like SoundCloud rappers? Takashi six nine. Yeah, Have so you the, heard any so of his music? The SoundCloud type of rappers. Yeah. And I've heard Takashi six nine, and I just don't get the appeal. Me neither. And maybe I'm getting old. I'm starting like <laughs> an old fart. Like get off my lawn, kids. <laughs> you know what I mean? But I don't feel like I'll ever get the music. I don't think it's music for me. And when I see stuff like that, it just reminds me. It just looks like clowns to me. Yeah. And. They're not selling music, they're selling their lifestyle. So they rap about, oh, I'm drinking lean all the time. I know. I'm it's... doing drugs all the time and stuff like that. And it's, it's not something that's new to the rap game, but now with social media and stuff like that, it's less about the lyrics or what they're saying. It's more about their lifestyle. They're selling the way they live. Yeah. And I don't think it's helping anybody. I think, um, I definitely think it's worrisome that you see these kids like, I don't know how old these kids are, but they all look young. And yeah. when you look up their age, they're all younger than us. Yeah. And they're doing these things that kids who are younger than us look up to these guys, look at them like, oh, yeah, they're popping pills, like drinking lean, and that's okay. That's how you become – I don't know if people think that that's how you become famous or whatnot, or you need to do this to be cool. Yeah. That's always been going on, like you said. It's not new, but definitely with social media – it makes it more accessible. Exactly. And I'm definitely worried for the kids <laughs> young, like who are yeah. growing up and still figuring out what they want to do in life. Like They might have problems with their parents. They turn to this stuff. They hear this music. It's encouraging them to act like these guys. Like I saw a meme the other day that was pranks in 2017. It was a pic of like someone passed out at a party and like people drawing stuff on his face. Yeah. And then it was rappers in 2018, and it was the same pick. Like, that's what they look like now, right? Definitely. <laughs> it's so true. And as much as we ragged on KOD right now, the last track specifically talks about these type of rappers, those side clown rappers that are coming out right now. 
and how they're selling a lifestyle. And J. Cole mentions like, hey, like, I, I'm happy you guys are making money, even though I don't like your music. Yeah. But just know that it can't last forever. The lifestyle you're living, it won't sell forever. People are going to grow out of it. And what you're doing to the communities, you know, I know you don't care because you're making money, but what you're doing to the community right now is terrible shit. Definitely. It won't sell forever. That's like, like I mentioned on the last pod, talking about Avengers movies, like everything comes in waves. Everyone's into it for a certain amount of time and then you grow tired of it. Except Falcon. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think Falcon's time is up, to be honest. But yeah, we'll see. I think I'll definitely check that song out because that's something I agree with that these people, like although a lot of people are into that kind of music right now. I don't think it'll last. And it definitely won't go down as some of the greatest rap music or hip-hop ever to be recorded. I think this will be a, an era that some people look back on saying, like, what were we thinking? You know, listen to this stuff. And <laughs> What's going on? I think it's a fad right now. It's not going to last, like you said. And it's just because hip-hop has reached a point where the mainstream appeal is at its highest point. You know, hip-hop out of... Hip-hop was always more of like a secluded niche thing, you know what I mean? And then as social media grew, as hip-hop changed, it became more mainstream. And right now, what do you have? Like one EDM, two hip-hop, and then three everything else in terms of popularity. Obviously, I'm not talking about pop music because okay. that's always popular. Or like countries still up yeah. there as well. But I agree 100% that... But I remember for me when I was in high school and I told people like I listen to rap like really like, who listens to rap exactly. it's true it wasn't popular back in the day yeah. now it's definitely I'd even say rap might be the most popular up there with country I think exactly. those are the big two I think and EDM yeah it's true it is more uh, it's become more like pop culture like exactly. you said because of social media and where are we gonna go from here uh, so we'll find out, and I think that's a good way to wrap it up, man. Thanks a lot. This is a enlightening uh, talk. Glad I was your first celebrity on your podcast. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it was amazing. Great yeah. experience. Yeah, man. Thanks a lot for coming out, and um, hope you enjoyed. Check out former episodes. Look forward to um, new episodes dropping soon. I appreciate all the support, and um, stay tuned for more. Thanks for listening. Love you, Mom. <laughs> 